Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Bazaar Berman is a, a, a diplomatic reporter for the Times of Israel. A very, very good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. How are you? Good morning. Uh, tired, working hard. But, uh, that know, I have, job. I have no doubt. Do you get any sleep at the moment between, between trying to cover the news and uh, trying to keep family and yourself safe? I get about four or five hours a night, and that's doing it for now. But we'll see how long this can hold up. Yeah, it's 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 just uh, it's it's just incredibly incredibly difficult times, uh, no doubt for people uh, for for everybody, uh, but uh, journalists in particular trying to cover the truth, and and that's the war that also seems to be one that is at play. Of course, we're following very closely the story of the the terrible Gaza blast at, at the hospital. Is there any clarification on that yet? Well, we have what the two sides are saying, and <laughs> in a war that can always be somewhat um, mm. precarious, can be a, a victim of war as well. But uh, the IDF, not only the IDF, but every leader uh, across the Israeli spectrum came out very quickly and very forcefully and said in no uncertain terms that it's not Israel, that it's Palestinian Islamic Jihad. So you had uh, the president say it who has a lot of credibility in the world. Obviously, you had Netanyahu say it, the IDF, um, and many other ministers as well. So I think Israel has learned the lessons from the past where they took days even to, mm, to come out mm. with evidence. And by then, the that part of the war was already lost. So Israel came out very quickly. Listen, they didn't convince everyone. The Arab world obviously came out immediately and said it's Israel's fault. You also had plenty of uh, news outlets in Europe and the United States who, within minutes, had their headlines saying it was Israel behind it before they were able to see any evidence. And Israel presented evidence of a rocket misfire at that time, whether it's the same rocket. You know, we, we, we still have to wait, wait evidence on that. Mm-hmm. And also, let's not forget, President Joe Biden is on his way, is landing, supposed to land within a half hour. Um, and he's obviously going to want to talk about this as well. Uh, there's no doubt, and uh, I'm sure the comment that he's going to be asking tough questions is one that uh, that uh, th- that's what this will refer to. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. In terms of a ground incursion, everybody I would have, uh, like me, I would imagine, would have thought that this would have taken place already. That we wouldn't have been ten days following the terror attacks and still not uh, not uh, involved in a full uh, incursion into Gaza. What is, uh, what is likely the reason for it? First of all, I share with you the uh, growing concern that we're uh, somewhat dallying on the border and we're missing a window here. Um, there might be a few reasons behind it. Most optimistically, if we want to be uh, give Netanyahu and the leadership the benefit of the doubt, is that they are uh, taking their time. They don't care. They don't, they're not sensitive to any international pressure for any ceasefire and they're going to work on their own schedule and they're making sure they're not going in until the ground has been softened and forces are trained and ready. I think there's also a very likely uh, possibility that there's other things at play. There is unquestionably a um, fear, a, uh, I don't know exactly what the right word is even, but this over the past few decades, the Israel has increasingly shown that it tries to avoid ground maneuvers. So if you can think about basically all the Gaza operations except 2008-9, including the 2006 Lebanon war, the ground incursion was 
um, evidence that things weren't really working in Israel's eyes. Ideally, they wouldn't have to do it. They could do what they wanted from the air. Um, we have plenty of operations that we know about that had zero ground maneuver mm-hmm. at all that didn't mm-hmm. use ground. So I think this goes back really, you know, it's the result of the 73 war. If we're talking about the 50th anniversary, you know, the day before the attack, that yeah. the casualties really changed the way Israel sees ground incursions and ground maneuver, which used to be the key to Israeli victory. And I think we're seeing some of that here, that policymakers might well be looking for other alternatives um, instead of ordering the troops in. But again, that's a dangerous game to play because that window often closed. And we've <laughs> kind of felt some uh, signs of that last night with this hospital. So is is there a chance that a ground incursion won't happen? If you asked me last week, I would have said it's inconceivable. I still cannot see any way uh, Israeli leaders can look at the public and say, okay, there was the worst massacre of Jews since the Holocaust. We promised to uh, topple Hamas. We have international legitimacy to do so. And what are we doing? You know, there's no way to do any of those things to achieve any of those aims. Without a ground incursion, uh, we know the limits of airstrikes. And, um, so that's, that's, you know, that you would think would, would point entirely at a ground incursion. I still think it's most likely that it'll happen. But every day that goes by, you start to ask yourself, okay, so what's the, what's the, what's the end game here? Why are we waiting? Aren't the troops ready? Um, but I think, you know, there, there might also be a possibility that, uh, they're waiting for Biden to come. Once Biden takes off, it'll start. Yeah, well, that would have um, been – if I was a betting man, that's what I would have thought, that it would be tonight or tomorrow morning, uh, just waiting for after after he left. You, you certainly uh, wouldn't expect to see it just before or during a visit there. You'd expect him to leave, be safely in the air on the way home before before this happens. Right, and they might try be trying to take uh, Hamas a little bit by surprise, so – you know, in the fir- first couple of days, uh, you know, their defenses are probably on full alert. I'm sure they still are now, but every day that goes by, they might be starting to, you know, question when Israel's coming, start, start to lower their guard a little bit. So that might be part of it as well. Um, but, you know, it, it has to happen at some point soon, um, or else soldiers in the field start their own, uh, their own readiness starts to drop as well. And you start having more and more international pressure to put an end to this mm, if it's mm. just airstrikes that aren't accomplishing much. Is there any way to remove Hamas from power without a land incursion? I don't know of any. Um, you know, we've had, mm. I can't even, I've even lost count, but since 2008-9, the Operation Cast Lead, we've had, what, five uh, major rounds of fighting with Hamas um, that were primarily fought from the air. Their whole infrastructure in Gaza Strip is created is built to withstand Israeli air detection and airstrikes. So they're not going to go anywhere. They can go underground. Um, and throughout history, it's been proven, especially, you know, obviously since this is World War II, that uh, air power has significant limits, especially if we're talking, uh, you know, short of, of carpet bombing or nuclear bombs, those things that were done in World War II. Precision airstrikes have their place, but they're not going to achieve strategic effects. Yeah, very, very interesting, and uh, certainly we'll follow this story very, very closely. Uh, Laser Berman, diplomatic reporter for the Times of Israel, talking about Israeli plans for a land incursion. What does this look like?